Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast we have very special guest today joining all the way from Scotland we got Andy Gallagher of Overhaul hi Andy hey hey how's it going i'm good how are you this morning <laughs> i'm very good i should say kumasta right Hello? right kumasta yes <laughs> and i should answer you mabuti which means i'm i'm good <laughs> excellent <laughs> Yeah, everything's great over here. Um, you guys good over there? Uh yeah, you know the usual we are in and out of lockdowns, you know. Level goes up and down and some days we can go out, some days we cannot. So that's life. That's the That's the normal already. <laughs> yeah, good good. So, so Andy, Andy tell me like oh, which city you're from uh, in Scotland and how is the situation over there? Um I um I well, I would say overhaul is from Glasgow um but I live on a little island called Mill the Isle of Cumbria it's a it's a kind of town called Millport um right. it's about 40 miles from Glasgow um but originally I'm from Los Angeles in California in America so um but yeah um everything is it's it's a covid situation here is the same as it is probably, probably everywhere in this world right now um it, it's got its good points it's got its really bad points it's got right. it's um can't be bothered with this you know kind of get it, get it away and yeah um it's it, it's no different <laughs> you know um hopefully hopefully it'll all settle down soon so right uh andy when i see, when i like when i see your last name you know uh I I know a lot of musicians with that last name like there's a lot of famous musicians with your last name. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. The, the Oasis brothers and then also there's a there's a artist called Gallagher also, right? Just Gallagher. Yeah, that's that's the guy that smashes watermelons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can't forget Rory Gallagher as well. He's he's an amazing guitarist, you know. Yeah, the the one from Ireland, right? Indeed, yeah. Right. Yeah because I I remember the story that uh, somebody asked Jimi Hendrix uh, how is it feel to be a rock star and then his answer was go and ask Roy Gallagher <laughs> <laughs> There you go <laughs> Right I I actually I couldn't I couldn't go to UK but I I went to uh, Ireland a few years ago and I I really loved it uh, how is the weather compared to ireland and scotland is it the same or is it it's the same <laughs> it really is the same um uh just a different accent you know that's that's really all it is you know but... yeah i i was so confused with the you know because the you guys have sun sun until like 10 pm in the evening you still have sun in the sky right <laughs> yeah, yeah it's you know a lot of people actually say that you know and it's something that you kind of grow up with here and you don't really kind of pay any attention to you know until somebody actually says it you know like you know it's still light at this time of the night you know and it's like uh, yeah that's that, that, that's called summer you know <laughs> right right <clears throat> so and did we before we talk about ohol I would like to ask you a little bit about your childhood and like what was your earliest uh, memory of music. Um well I I grew up in Los Angeles um and uh I grew up in my my grandparents house um 
and all my aunts and uncles were there had a great love of music so you know they were I was listening from a very early age I was listening to stuff from like the monkeys the beatles rolling stones santana the police aerosmith cheap trick neil young that all that music was there so i I was very fortunate where i i I grew up in a a household filled with music um and it just it sort of you know seeps into you you know so and it always stays there you know there's there's still certain songs i listen to and it immediately takes me back to grand vista avenue in los angeles and you know thinking of my my grandma and um you know my my uncles and all that listening to great music you know right right so uh how how did how did you get into music was it like a family thing or you studied it how how did you get interest of music uh well it's always been there um like i said with music uh you know listening to music um i always uh well um how i got into playing guitar was uh hearing Aerosmith's um Love in an Elevator uh that yeah. opening riff that you know that, that always that that just that that blew me away as a kid and I thought I always want to learn how to play that I still want to learn how to play that on the guitar but you know <laughs> but Joe Perry has always been my kind of guy um I, I you know he's the he's a great guitarist he's he's just uh he's, he's like a bolt of lightning you know he just comes out with these fantastic riffs when you're going how'd you come up with that you know <laughs> i wish i had that talent you know um it, it, yeah so that's 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 how, what got me into guitar was loving an elevator and i've never looked back you know right so you said you grew up in la were you exposed to like were you there when like all this you know there was a huge glam rock and you know hard rock scene in la right were you there back at that time or uh it was happening when i was there um i was way too young to be a part of that um right. you know yeah the you know the 80s kind of sunset strip uh scene was there um i i just i, I was too young to be remotely a part of it um right. you know even the kind of uh topanga canyon scene you know the that 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 was there and happening and but again too young to to even know about it but um i know about it now and i love it <laughs> yeah right right so uh uh before we before we go to overhaul can you tell me a little bit about your journey like before you formed overhaul like what what other bands you played and how, what was the journey like um yeah i didn't play in very many bands before overhaul um i i there was like friends that would get together and jam uh kind of school uh that was really it um we never got into kind of playing gigs or serious gigs uh we did like school concerts and stuff like that and um n- n- nothing serious uh then i you know i i formed overhaul you know and I never never really looked back i've been in one or two other bands after that but yeah overhaul is my my main thing right so so overhaul will be 25 years right next year i know i know 25 <laughs> years <laughs> it's scary isn't it <laughs> right so so 1997 right so 1997 means that this was you guys formed this band uh, 
there was a lot of british bands during that time right there were a yeah. lot of british bands yeah there was like the you had oasis going full tilt you had like ocean color scene and all these right. bands the brit pop thing brit was pop, happening yeah. Yeah, and then unfortunately, overhaul didn't fit the Britpop um, kind of mold. We were we were out and out grunge rock, right. you know? and it would be funny because we would do shows, and there would be all these kind of Britpop hipster dudes, you know, walking around with the Liam Gallagher kind of you know jackets and you know the kind right. of you know high-collared shirts and all that, and they, they, they see us, and they go, what the hell is that? And then they'd walk away. You know? <laughs> so it was, uh, it, it was, it was character-building, you know? And, you know, I guess if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be here 25 years later. So, Right, go. right. Because they, that time there was Oasis, and then there was Blur, and then they had this rival. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so, what really got you like the idea? Like, what really inspired you to re- really start the band, Overhaul? Um, I, I really wanted to be in a band. I was listening to bands like uh, Nirvana, uh, you know, Soul Asylum, uh, Sugar, you know, Husker Du, all these bands, and I thought, you know what, you know. I can do that. You know, that, that's something I, I want to do. And my wife, um, she actually got me, I was going through a bad, bad spell at this point, And she got me to actually start writing songs and kind of writing what I feel. So, you know, when I was, when I started grouping these things together, it, I, you know, it, it was logical. The next step, I've got to have a band, you know? Um, and I suppose you can, you know, you can thank my wife, Pauline, um for overhaul because <laughs> that's you know she's the she she kind of helped me get songwriting and yeah it, it progressed from there right so was there any thought of uh you know it's, it's a very hard thing to name a band so was there any thought behind overhaul <laughs> uh, do you know what i didn't even come up with it my wife did <laughs> she, <laughs> we, were, right. we were in the car one night and we were kind of driving back and we're like, oh, right, I need, I need a band name. So we're going through all these kind of different things. And, you know, I, or, sorry, I'm going through all these different kind of band. What about this? What about that? What about... And the first suggestion she, she comes up with was, what about overhaul? I'm kind of like, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And that, that's, that's how it stayed from it ever since. Right. Um, Andy, I was, I was just watching this live stream earlier. Uh, it's actually, it was a, it was a like country live stream. Uh, I do you know the artist Brandy Carlisle? Yeah, she's, she's, yeah. So so she she had. Uh, I I was so surprised to see that she had Soundgarden as a guest for two songs, and then yeah. she 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 sang the you know the Black Hole Sun and and it was a pretty good cover, and they had actual Soundgarden to play that. It was so amazing to see that, and I I was surprised that that with that uh, cover. Wow, I've got to check that out. Yeah, in fact, didn't um, didn't Cheryl Crow play that as well? Yeah, Cheryl Crow, and there was another uh, Amit. I don't know. I can't remember the, the other one. Yeah, Cheryl Crow, and then they did like a duet of Cheryl Crow songs, and they did actually a Rocket Man cover between Cheryl Crow and Brandy Carlisle, which was also pretty good. 
it's it's so amazing that all these genres and they they like coming together and it was really a great experience that's <laughs> it, it, it's wonderful when a song can kind of go between genres like that you know it, it's it's really wonderful you know yeah actually remember i write that back in the day the chris cornell was actually famous for making like taking a pop song and making it grunge or like you know making it rock or he was really really doing that right he did like a billy jean one i remember right. back in the day right that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so andy uh, did you hear this news about the nirvana nevermind cover thing <laughs> in the news <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about the kind of never mind cover yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah that it's it's it is nuts it, it, well yeah they took the nuts out of it but yeah, it is <laughs> it is um oh, yeah I, I, i'm in disbelief with it you know it's it's i'm speechless with it to be honest you know it, it's kind of like one of these things it's iconic you know right. I, how how many millions of people have had that on their t-shirts over the last 30 years you know right. uh, and to come out with something like that that oh it, it, it's sort of sticking in my throat a little bit you know but it, it's crazy yeah. isn't it <laughs> right and 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 that guy actually like i mean he recreated that scene like every couple of years he will recreate it and then i think he also have a never mind tattoo on his body he yeah. actually took <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I saw a photo yesterday that, that you know, do you know the Eddie Van Halen angel? You know the the Van right, Halen. Right. I saw that, and it was kind of like Eddie Van Halen is suing the Nirvana baby for being a pussy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know that is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. You know, that was, was a great photo. Um, and 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 just uh, whoever came up with that is a genius. You know, <laughs> I saw this one more meme that uh, so it it said in the top that the the guy uh, like suing Nirvana and then on below it said Scorpions left the room something like that because Scorpions has so many kind of album covers, right? <laughs> I know, but when you go down rock history, I mean, Jimi Hendrix's Electric Ladyland. I mean, look at that. I mean that is that's a that's a controversial. Oh, the British one. That's a controversial album cover. You know, are they going to go? If they start with this, how far are they going to go back? You know, it's just uh, it, it's a good publicity stunt for them. Put it that way. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think they never mind albums. I think a lot of albums got sold this week. This week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, so so uh, Andy, tell me the. The lineup of uh, Overhaul. Uh, who is in the lineup? Uh, well, it's myself on guitar and vocals. Um, Kenny Johnson. Um, he's on bass guitar and backing vocals, and John Malone is on drums and backing vocals. So we're three, three, three piece. Uh, yet we sound like a four piece. <laughs> right. So uh, I read the I read on your profiles that some of them were like. Like a lot of tour, they were doing tour, tour. At, they they were playing as tour ses- sessions for other artists, something like that. What's their uh, background? The other. Uh, Kenny's always been in the band. Uh, John is. Uh, he's the new guy, even though he's been in the band for about seven years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's the new guy. Um, 
uh, they've, been, they've never really kind of played in any other bands before uh, just overhaul i myself um i, I kind of uh played for gordon gano and the ryans gordon gano is the he's the kind of main man front man for violent femmes um and he did a k tour over here and i was the bass player for that tour uh so that yeah, was a that was an amazing uh amazing and in fact that was 10 years ago yesterday that uh, we actually started that tour because um, uh, uh, one of the Ryan brothers posted up, can you believe it was 10 years ago today? You know, right. and I was right. playing at the Greenbelt, Greenbelt Festival down in Cheltenham. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's who plays in the band and that's, that, that's kind of the other bands I played for. So yeah. Right. So, so you released your, the the first album you release overhaul which is a like a self titled album and and then i know that you actually revisited that and then you re-released that album so yeah what yeah. what's the so why why decided to revisit that and and then the other question i have is why you guys like between this 2021 and 1997 so what what happened with the other albums why you didn't focus on much on recording other stuff right um really our debut album um we went in and recorded it and it didn't sound like we wanted it to sound it basically it, it didn't suck but it, it just it didn't live up to the, the songs were strong um it just didn't come off the way we wanted it to sound um so we ended up shelving it uh and that would probably that alone would probably break up a lot of bands uh but we we had already started work on the next album so we decided to focus our attention on that and sort of put that kind of bad experience behind us thinking we'll come back to that right and 18 years later we're just getting around to getting back to that so uh so when we brought out the lighter uh ep Mm. a lot of people were asking Hey, you're playing that song, you're playing these songs, you know, and they're not on any of the albums. So, you know, why is that? So to kind of um, placate them, <laughs> we, we decided to, you know, and to stop this question, keep coming up. Uh, we decided to go back and redo the album um, with John on drums. So it, it, it turned, I mean, this, this the, the overhaul revisited turned out far, far far better than the original and it's the closest i think we've come to how we want overhaul to sound or how how it, how it is in our minds collectively you know well we're gonna put our heads together <laughs> so it, it's 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 literally a overhaul of the album right like you know it's <laughs> so Indeed. so what sort of differences do you see between the original recording and the new one um, there's not many differences other than one song was taken out. Um, and I think there was a solo taken out of a second guitar solo taken out of one of the songs. Uh, we tried to make it as close to the original as possible. Um, it, it was, it was kind of a, a, a somewhat daunting process because we thought, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're older now. These songs were written with a lot of energy involved, a lot of anger involved. And, you know, we've matured, we've mellowed out, we've kind of 
kind of relaxed a little bit <laughs> and um, we were we genuinely were wondering do we do we still have that in us and when we got into that kind of recording situation and we strapped on those guitars and pounded those drums it, it was still there you know and it's it's one of these life lessons where you know yes you you will get older but that those feelings are still there only you dealt with them so you know how to kind of communicate and you know say what you need to say through the song you know right so i mean when you guys were starting like it it's you you're influenced by grunge and the attitude of grunge and you know anger and you know yeah uh, but yeah. now it's it's i mean of course it's that type of feeling still probably there right because somebody else something else probably replaced the <laughs> original never frustration leaves. right <laughs> you know that never leaves you so yeah yeah so uh, i noticed one of the, one of the songs that i've been listening from that album is uh, kill ourselves working you remember oh, that, that song that that's that's actually from our lighter ep um, ah that is from lighter ep yeah yeah Kill, kill ourselves working hard is yeah that, that, that's that, that's a fun song to play live and it's a it's fun to even hear it you know um it's not very many of my songs that i can listen back to and sit back and think i'm really pr- proud of that song um but kill ourselves working hard is it, it, it's one of these songs it, it's it's sort of like you're a human being you know you shouldn't be working you, you shouldn't have you should you should get that kind of work to life ratio right and what what you find a lot of the time is that work becomes press you know it, it's it's very very kind of overpowering and right. a lot of companies know that and they they kind of exploit you in that type of way to the point where you're just a number um and i i i I, I kind of kick like a mule when it comes to stuff like that because you know everybody's everybody's you know they're special you know and you know the, the, you, you aren't just a number you know you, you know you you're you're a precious human being you know and if it wasn't for you this company wouldn't be in existence you know right so you know that's that's what that song's about and you know it's you know a lot of people are very underpaid as well i find uh good honest working people are underpaid and you know a lot of these people have families and you know it's one of these things where they have to work so hard just to have a little bit of joy and it's just that it, it, it's the wrong way i i, I just I, i just see it as kind of a a twisted in the wind thing you know uh, it, it, it should be a happy equilibrium a happy kind of balance and quite often in this world right now it's not you know um, right right yeah i mean a lot of people talk about this work life work life balance and all that but really really few companies really uh, do do things towards that making it a reality right because as you said like if i if i get sick or if i die they will just replace you in the next second they will replace you with somebody else so they are not really care about you <laughs> it's a uh, yeah it's um, yeah it, 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 that kind of that twists my mind a wee bit you know but right right yeah it's like it you should be you should be working 
you should be you should be working so that you can have a joyful living not the other way around like you you yeah. shouldn't be working because you're like <laughs> you're not living to work right you're working yeah. to live <laughs> That's what I'm trying. That's basically what I'm trying to say in the song. So. Right, right. So, so, uh, Andy, how was this? How was it for you? Like, you know, all these uh, lockdowns and pandemic and everything. How did it affected your, you know, music side of things? Um. Well, it put a stop dead to us playing live. Right. Um, unfortunately, see, I'm a, I'm a a care assistant for adults with learning difficulties. So my, my, my workload just went through the roof, um, you know, and my only escape through all that, aside from spending time with my wife and drinking some tequila was kind of focusing on music. Um, and uh, that helped me through, you know, uh, I really did. Uh, it also meant that we, we were able to kind of formulate some plans that, for the 25th anniversary uh, next year uh, and kind of sort of build on that. And it also gave us time to kind of um, rebuild a website. You know, it's a, it, it, it was downtime. Yeah, everybody was, it was on lockdown, but it gave us the opportunity to kind of get all of our stuff collectively together mm. and put it in order, you know? Right, right. So uh, as a whole, like, what are your like memorable uh gigs and uh, places you played and uh, bands uh, that you opened for? Uh, I think one of the most memorable ones was uh, opening for the Violent Femmes in Ireland. Uh, we went, uh, I got invited to open for them on their 25th anniversary tour right. uh, back in 2006. And we went to Cork, uh, Limerick, Galway, Dublin, and we had a blast, you know, it was a, it was a great time. And I made lasting friendships with Victor and Gordon uh, and, and the, the Violent Femme crew, you know, and, you know, we still talk to each other to this day and it, it's still, yeah, it was, it was a great memorable experience. Um, uh, I suppose the other one is opening for Dinosaur Jr. Um, yeah. You know, when we talk about the kind of grunge scene and all that, Dinosaur Jr. were, were my, favorite out of all of them you know nirvana were there you know all the you know pro jam was there but dinosaur jr was my favorite um and to open for your heroes is it's mind-blowing you know and the guys in dinosaur jr super nice jay mascus was a fantastic guy super quiet but see the second i started talking about electro harmonics big muff pedals right he couldn't get him to shut up you know he, he would tell me about all the different versions of these pedals and you know we sat we we laughed you know they, they even offered pizza and he was very very hospitable to me and my wife and yeah he was that was a member it was they, they always say don't meet your heroes no way <laughs> that, 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 I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad i'm so glad i've met my heroes because they're what i found is my heroes are super nice people right if I if I remember correctly, Dinosaur Junior was a little bit earlier than Nirvana, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I think it was like Dinosaur Junior, Madhani. Those guys were like a little bit earlier than Nirvana, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Sonic Youth, all that. Yeah. Right, Sonic Youth. Here's, yeah. a, here's an interesting tale that I, I, I read last year. 
was that uh, Jay Mascus, um, Kurt Cobain asked Jay Mascus to be their drummer. <laughs> okay. Could you imagine Jay Mascus as Nirvana's drummer? Wow, that, that would have been something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and this reminds me this this meme that uh, that also going around in internet like uh, there's this thing about like the the guy the drummer from Nirvana is the guy singing in Foo Fighters. There's some like somebody created a funny meme about it also. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I actually, I, I think 20, 2017, I went to, I I think the closest to grunge show that I've been to probably is just, uh, I went to Foo Fighters in 2017. They played in Bangkok uh, and and it was like two and a half hour gig. I mean, they, their set was like two and a half hours and it's amazing like how Dave Grohl is, you know, his performance and everything. It's like, yeah. No, they're a great yeah. live band. Uh, mm. They're a fantastic live band. Uh, I've seen them twice now, um, and both times I, I saw them in a kind of a smaller venue. Then I saw them at a festival kind of capacity, and it was amazing to see that kind of shift. You know, and it was within a couple of years that that, that kind of huge title right. of the Foo Fighters. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Because they became from like earlier, earlier they were like kind of like American Pie funny, funny band, right? And then it became like they suddenly became a huge rock band, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So all this, uh, the the putting out the new revisited version of your album and and the EP that you mentioned, the light EP. How is the response uh, through the streaming? And I know that you you're also actively promoting your music. Uh, through like different uh, promotions and stuff how is it going uh with this uh well actually the, the response to this album has been unbelievable you know i i don't know if people are uh because of covid are craving music um but this album in particular it, it just seems to have kind of been well received um a lot of people want to know about it a lot of people want to talk to us about it a lot of people i suppose the whole story you know that it was our debut album that never got released until now i, I suppose that, that's, a, that's a good kind of story in itself um right. but the actual music side of things it, it's it's sparked a lot of interest i mean we're getting people now saying you know hey can we have here and there on cd can we have hope shines through on cd and right. it, it was it was before that, it was, it, it was silent, but, you know, it, it, that's a good thing, you know, that's, and I, I suppose everything that comes in right now is fantastic. It's, um, you know, I thank everybody for, for the attention that they're giving us, you know, and it means the world, you know. Right. <clears throat> so, so you mentioned the 25, 25th anniversary, you have plans for 25th anniversary. So what's going to happen for the 25th anniversary of Overhaul? <laughs> Big plans, big plans. Uh, we've got three albums coming out next year. Wow. Uh, three albums, yeah. Uh, the first album, uh, when we go back to talking about grunge, you know, there's there's the whole scene before that, which was the SST scene. You know, you had the Dinosaur Juniors, the kind of um, Husker Doos and the Minutemen. Well, the bass player for the Minutemen, Mike Watt, is doing a split album with us. Um, so Mike Watt and Sekman is doing a split album with us 
And that, that, that's a dream come true because uh, Kenny and I are just huge, huge Mike Watt fans. Um, Minutemen fans, you know, everything Mike Watt does, we love, you know. Uh, and he agreed uh, he's going to do 12 minutes of material for his side. And we're going to do, I think it's about three or four songs on our side. Uh, the album, next album after that one, is an album we're doing with uh, Trace Foster. He's producing the album. And Trace Foster is the guitar tech for ACDC, Aerosmith, Cheryl Crow, Cheap Trick, Geezer Butler. I'm running out of fingers here, but <laughs> on and on and on. It's probably easier telling you who he hasn't kind of guitar tech for, you know. Um, right. But he's, he's producing the album for us. And already the three songs that we're working on with them are just out of this world. You know, it's a slight departure from the overhaul sound. It's more kind of classic rock type stuff. You know, we're heading back into the Aerosmith cheap trick genre. Um, but yeah, it, it's, 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 that's, that's going to be a cool album. I mean, I'm already impressed with it and nothing's been recorded yet, <laughs> but um the album after that is just going to be a best of album, which is kind of covering the 25 years of overhaul, um, kind of our, our kind of best, best hits or best, best, best songs from all the albums. So, yeah. Right. Three so uh, are you hopeful that you can also do, do a tour and play gigs uh, with this album? Yeah. I, I mean, Kenny, John, and I, we're, we're like coiled springs right now. We're, we're dying to get back out there. Um, but unfortunately, with this COVID thing, it's sort of, you know, peaking and troughing, and it, it's just not safe to do it right now. You know, um, mm. I don't want to put any, anybody's health at risk, both fans and, you know, the overhaul crew. Um, so it's easier just to say right now, no gigs this year. We'll see what 2022 brings, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I, I was so happy that uh, I think few weeks, it was August 13, I think 13, 14, 15, that weekend, I think that they had this festival in, in UK, the Bloodstock, Bloodstock Open Air Festival, it actually happened. Yeah. Uh, and um, I mean, pretty amazing, like Judas Priest play, played there, Creator played there, and it, it was a so it, it, it kind of gave me hope that, okay, maybe for us, maybe it will be 2022. Maybe we can have some gigs here as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping, you know, it's, if we just all got to play our part. And as, if we all play our part, then things will move on smoothly, you know. Right. That's all, that's all we can hope. So, so looking back, uh, when you started the band, did you, did you ever felt that it, this will go for 25 years? <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know i didn't know what was going to happen all i knew was you know i was going to continue writing no matter what you know but i'm glad overhaul is 25 years on um because we're when kenny john and i get together there's there's a there's there's a an energy there's a kind of um kind i don't i don't know how to say it it's like there's a certain fun thing that happens that 
it's electrifying, you know, and right. when we get, when the three of us get together and rattle out those first chords, it's like, it's game time, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, this is it, this is what we're here for, you know, um, so yeah, I can't, I can't imagine being in, in another band, you know, you know it, it's, it, it's not the same, you know, I've played with, with, with kind of famous people, I've played with not so famous people, the three of us getting together is something special, you know, it, it's God given it, it, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's just one of these things, you know, it's, it is special, and uh, you, um, yeah, long may it continue. For another 25 years at least <clears throat> after that we'll see <laughs> <laughs> right um so andy what's your message to the viewers of this video and who will who's going to listen to this podcast what's your message to them um i'll say hello <laughs> how you doing uh peace um yeah i hope you enjoy the new album i hope you enjoy our old albums i hope to meet you all soon <laughs> i'd love to get over to the philippines and play uh many shows over there with with overhaul um uh, maybe you guys can come over here i don't know <laughs> see see how the world go, goes you know yeah. right um anybody you want to shout out to andy uh there, there is a ton of people um i always love to say uh, give a shout out to my wife pauline you know she, she's she's been through thick and thin with me and encouraged me all the way uh kenny and john uh love you guys to death it's you guys are fantastic overhaul wouldn't be the same without you uh trace foster mike watt dinosaur jr violent femmes everybody that's in grunge rock alternative rock monsignor mcgee the whole lot you know just this kind of love you love everybody <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah andy i i really enjoyed this conversation and uh glad that we we talked and uh i i i really want to go and listen to your others other songs and uh you know i really love because you know i'm also sort of from the same you know era right like with what you guys listen to and it's 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 really nice to get connected and i'm looking forward to your plans and the three new albums that you're going to release and hopefully when you have new albums we can talk again uh, in the future of course we'll help we'll help you to promote those music uh, albums as well so lastly yeah. tell everyone how they can get connected with overhaul and where they can listen to your music well, i think the best thing everybody can do is go to our website which is overhaulmusic.com um from there, you can go to all our social media and YouTube and whatever else is out there, so, you know, streaming platforms and all that. Um, so, yeah, overhaulmusic.com. Right. So, Andy, thanks for joining and have a great day ahead. Uh, you too, man. You too. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>